Welcome to the Chasing Success Podcast. Chasing Success Podcast. The podcast for anyone looking to achieve success. If you're looking to learn, grow, and impact the world around you without sacrificing happiness, this is the podcast for you. Now, here's your host, Zach Wright. Welcome to episode two of Chasing Success Podcast. I am your host, Zach Wright, and I'm excited to talk about this topic today. And it's about not comparing yourself to anyone else. And we're going to dive into detail on what I mean by that and why it's important. But I want to start off with a little bit of a background as to why this topic really is interesting to me. Whenever I started life (laughs) and trying to figure out this whole thing that we do call life, I was subconsciously figuring out ways to be someone else. And whenever I say that, what what I'm actually saying is I viewed the world in a way to take in knowledge and apply it to my life, but not in a positive sense. And I think this is what a lot of us do. Whenever I looked at someone like Andres Galarraga, he used to play for the Braves, and this is whenever I was playing baseball, I used to look at him and say, I want to be him. So what I did was I started acting like him (laughs) I think he did a thousand push-ups a night. I don't think I ever got to that, but those characteristics were something that I was taking on. Now these don't always have a negative connotation to them, but what does happen is rather than finding your true self, you find a version of yourself based off of someone else's responsibilities or actions and it's not truly you and the reason that I wanted to do a podcast about not comparing yourself is because I think that to actually be satisfied in life you have to be your true self Oprah talks about it in one of her commencement speeches it's one of my favorites maybe I can link it in the show notes so you guys can watch it But she talks about figuring out who are you? Who are you truly? And I think that it does take a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort on your part because it is easy to look at someone else and say, hey, I want to do that. How did they do that? And then start doing what they did. You might not be as successful because you're not as passionate about it as they are. But another thing that I want to add to not comparing yourself to anyone else is that no one has ever failed against anyone else. They've only failed against themselves. I'm going to say that again because I think it's very important. No one has ever failed against anyone else. They've only failed against themselves. And I think that it comes full circle whenever we're talking about growing up 
looking at someone else saying, that's what I want to be. And then starting to work towards that subconsciously, consciously, you're still going to miss a piece of who you are. So I wouldn't say that it's terrible to look at someone as a mentor or a way to inspire you. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll be the first person to say that Steve Jobs is inspiring, inspiring to me. Um, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, obviously these are big names, but also Bob Dylan, he's back here behind me somewhere uh, on a poster. But Bob Dylan, whenever I look at him, I think that he has personified what it means to be your true, authentic self. Nobody told him who to be, but at the same, at the same time, he looked up to Woody Gumphrey. That's who he aspired to be. But at some point, he said, you know what? It's time to be me. And I would say that that's something that I did as well. Whenever I was looking at Andres Galarraga, Andres Galarraga, at some point, I told myself, okay, I need to be Zach Wright. <laughs> now, unfortunately, it took a lot longer than expected and a little bit more background on my, my history is in high school, I was suspended for coming to school um, on, some <laughs> on some things that you shouldn't come to school on. I was suspended for two weeks, and then the following two weeks, I got suspended again. And there was a time where I couldn't play sports at all, and up to that point, that was the only thing that I knew. So these people that I looked up to were now unattainable in my mind you know <laughs> when you're that young you think that the end is the end of everything and at that time i didn't have anything to compare myself to and luckily i had a u.s history teacher mr pope shout out mr pope where i made a joke in his class and i've told this before on blogs and and some videos on instagram if you follow me there but he pulled me out of the class after I made a joke because that's just not something that you do in his class. <laughs> um, and the reason that I made the joke was because I was avoiding not knowing the answer because I was afraid to be wrong. I was afraid to say, I don't know. So instead I cracked a joke. Well, we go out into the hallway and Mr. Pope looks me in the eye and says, Zach, Anybody can be a class clown, but not everybody can be smart. And what he meant by that was it's easy to tell a joke off the cuff, but to be smart, you have to work at it. And this was during that time where I was being suspended. I was out of school for a total of a month and I needed some type of guidance. And what that gave me the ability to do was to tap into another area, which was school. And I started reading the textbooks and I started studying more so than I ever have before. And this is kind of funny to say, but 
before that conversation and before the actions that followed, I didn't know that people read textbooks to know the answers. I thought that people were born with talent to know information about U.S. history, which looking back, it's funny to say because how would anybody know that just from being born? It's something that you have to learn. And what that taught me was that you can be smart. You can learn different things to apply to different areas of your life. And the reason that this ties into don't compare yourself to anybody else is that I was comparing myself to someone else. I was comparing the people that I thought was, were smart in the room and saying that, oh, that's genetic. They know that because they were born with that. And I don't know that because I wasn't born with it. I can't know that because that's just something that they know. And whenever I was comparing myself, I was actually putting myself down because I wanted myself to have a way out of not knowing. And even though I didn't know that you could learn those things at the time, it was probably in the back of my mind somewhere. So I was lying to myself because I didn't want to feel bad about myself. So continuing on this with no one has ever failed against you or no one has ever failed against anyone else. They've only failed against themselves. That's exactly what I did. I failed against myself because I was looking at someone else. And that might sound contradictory, but I think that it, it ties in together that if we look at a company, I know that Simon Sinek has told this story time and time again, but he's given speeches and, and leadership talks at Microsoft and he's given leadership talks at Apple. Well, Simon Sinek, after the talk was giving, given the Microsoft Zoom, Zoom, I'm not exactly sure what it was called. And after the Apple talk, he was in the car on the way back to the airport, I believe, with a top executive at Apple. And Simon says that he likes to stir the pot a little bit. And he looked at the Apple executive and said, you know, Microsoft gave me this, their new Zoom. And it is so much better than the iPod. And the Apple executive, the only thing he said was, I'm sure it is. And that's it. Apple wasn't concerned with what the competition was doing because they were too busy focusing on how to make themselves better. And that's, that's the purpose of this. If you compare yourself to somebody else, then you're always going to be one step behind, no matter which way you look at it. Because we tend to focus on the negative aspects of life. That's the way that our brain was designed. You know, in the primitive times, we were focused on hunting and gathering. So that's how our brain operates. But 
let's go into how you can stop comparing yourself to other people. And I think, as I mentioned before, it takes time and it takes effort and you're going to have to be willing to do that to actually see a change. In my own experience, it was trial and error. It was, let me try this. Let me do that. Attempt it, fail, try again or try something else. And I eventually worked my way into figuring out what my true passion is, which is helping organizations become better at what they do. Uh, my company, IMEO, Improving Management Employees and Organizations, focuses on people, process, and purpose. And I think really those three things can be applied to life, they can be applied to career, and they can be applied to business. If you look at the people, including yourself, you have to figure out what it is that you want. And you have to analyze the group of people around you. You have to analyze the type of information coming from people that you're taking in. Does it apply to what you're trying to deliver on? Does it apply to what you're trying to achieve in your life? If it doesn't, as Gary Vee would say, get those people out of your life. And it sounds harsh. It does. But if you truly know what your goal is and you understand that those people aren't going to help you get there, then it's harmful to you to keep those people around. And then the other part with purpose, I want to skip process for a second, but purpose, you have to understand what is your purpose? And I kind of use purpose interchangeably with vision. What is it that you want to accomplish in your career, in life? What is it that you want to accomplish? Now, I do have a way that you can figure out your purpose. It's something that you have to sit down and think about. There's also the Vision Driven Leader by Michael Hyatt that he talks about sculpting or scripting a vision. And I think that that can be applied to, once again, the company, the career, or the personal life of a, of a, of a person. But the goal is to figure out what it is that you want to do and what drives you. I think one of the best questions to start here is if, it's the cliche question. If you could do anything in your life where you didn't even have to be paid to do it, what would that thing be? And then reverse engineer it. For me, it would be helping businesses turn themselves around or improve where businesses operate more effectively and they treat their employees better. That's something that I'm truly passionate about, and I feel like that's my purpose. Um, so if you could think about that, reverse engineer it, and say, okay, if that's my vision, what do I have to do to get there? And by reverse engineering, I mean take the big picture and break it down into small parts. So for me, if I want to 
change the way the world operates in business to make work better. Well, I have to start with building my own company in the sense of, am I operating effectively? When I get employees, am I going to treat them appropriately, even on a deadline, even on a hard uh, project that we're struggling with? Maybe there's roadblocks that we have to overcome. When I'm stressed, am I still treating my people correct? I have to start with myself before I can go into an organization and, and deliver that message, right? It always starts with the leader. And then from there, once I have my organization operating effectively as, as possible at that time, right? There's still going to be iterations throughout the time that we grow. Now I can go into the organization that I'm trying to help and deliver a better message where there's actually credibility and I'm actually doing what I'm trying to get them to do then that helps me. So now to the process, that's where the reverse engineering steps come into play. The process is what do I have to do to get to where I want to go? And you don't just stop there. Then you say, how am I going to do this? For example, if, if you reverse engineer your vision and you see an obstacle in the way, Let's use legal because I, I feel like I'm not <laughs> a great person with legal issues, right? Well, I don't know that, but I know that I, let's say I need to form my LLC. I need to register my business. I need to do these different things to get it set up. I need to make sure that the LLC business that I use to formulate that LLC is correct and they know what they're doing. So what would I do? I would network with people who have worked and established their own LLC. I would call different law firms or reach out to LegalZoom, Rocket Lawyer. There's a lot of different resources out there. And I would gain as much information as possible to make the right decision. And that's what I mean by reverse engineering and then turning the process into something attainable and actionable. So if we, if we do those things, then we're able to create something that we can define as ourself. And I know that that might not seem like it, it relates to one another, but if we're looking at people, process, and purpose, and we start with purpose, then that's going to determine what type of people we put around ourselves, And then it's also going to determine the type of processes that we need to start doing. And whenever we're focused on that, on our goal, our vision, our purpose, then we can stop comparing ourselves to other people, to other companies, to other employees, coworkers, we're able to feel fulfilled by what we're achieving. And that's the whole point of this podcast, Chasing Success. We want to focus on what's going to fulfill our needs as a human being, fill our needs as what we believe our purpose is. 
And once we get to that point, then you'll start to see a domino effect. And, I, and I'm speaking from experience. Another <laughs> brief, brief background history on me is whenever I went to college in 2012, I think, I went to school for four years. I didn't graduate. I dropped out, went back, dropped out again, worked two years as a roofer. And then I quit my job to go back to school because I realized that wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't fulfilling my purpose. So I went back to school. I didn't have a job. So I was living off of loan money. The loan money went down to a point where I didn't feel like I could sustain it all the way through. So I dropped out again, got another job uh, working in the operating room. And I worked there for close to two years. But the difference with this one was that I started to realize that I wanted to be something more. I wanted to make an impact. And I started seeing how the organizations that I worked in before were, weren't operating effectively or efficiently, and they weren't treating people the, the way that they should. And as a result, and this is before I, I got into the next chapter of my life where I knew the research, but I was seeing people leaving the organization and these are skilled people they're some of the best people that were in that organization they were leaving because they didn't feel fulfilled they didn't feel like they were being treated appropriately and from there i kept the job this time but i went back to school and i finally finished and the big difference was whenever we're talking about trial and error at the beginning of this podcast, that's what I was doing. I quit my job the first time and went back to school, realized that I didn't have enough money. I quit and got another job. And then from there, I learned that, hey, money actually is a driving factor for me. Not that that's the only thing, but if I don't have that attached in my pocket, then I don't feel comfortable moving forward with certain things. So this time I had this job. I was back in school going, I think my schedule was 6 a.m., get to work, leave at 3.30, drive to school, which was about an hour away, go to school from 6 to 10 p.m., and then come home, which was like another hour <laughs> and and go to sleep and start the whole routine again but what it showed me was that i was able to do that thing where before i didn't think that i could work and and ha hold a job um i even got another job during that time frame but the trial and error piece really showed me that for me to continue motivation and feel good about myself, I had to challenge myself. So I did that with working two jobs and going to night school. And then I finally graduated. But what happened in between there was I really found my purpose from my thesis paper where the thesis paper was on the happy, productive worker. And 
basically it stated that the happier a person is, the more productive they are. And I relayed that information from my past experience, seeing these high turnover areas. And I started applying that to different positions that I would get into later on in life. And once I knew my purpose, it was easy. I say easy. It took a long time to find the purpose. But once I found my purpose, which is organizational psychology and positive psychology being used in organizations to improve their people and improve the way that they operate to have a better workplace. And I know I've said it different variations, but if you look at the underlining meaning behind it, they're all the same. Improve people's lives and improve business. Once I found that out, the obstacles that came in my way were easy to overcome. Now, I had to prime my brain into figuring out ways to take actionable items. So whenever I reverse engineered my goals, my vision, I started taking on the action of reading books that could fill in the gap of experience that I had. I was a new graduate, right? So I didn't have any work experience in the area that I was trying to get into. And I knew that some of the areas that I wanted to get into would be focused in human resources or what people call now people operations in some companies. And whenever I was looking at LinkedIn and trying to find different positions to apply to, all the or most of the human resources positions had, you need two years of experience for this entry level position. So Knowing my purpose, I said, okay, well, what is the steps that I can take to get to that point? Well, I looked at staffing firms because I'm thinking staffing, hiring people, putting them into organizations, that is related to HR. So I did that. I got a job there. Then I was able to get promoted with, uh, I think it was a, within a year and a half to team lead where I realized my other purpose, which is leadership, being able to lead people into the purpose that I'm trying to fulfill. And being able to do that, I was able to expand what type of books I read. So with the HR, I started with Good to Great. I started with um, John Maxwell how successful people think because I needed to have the right mindset to get to where I needed to go. And those two books really started my uh, obsession with books. And if you're watching this on video, you can see how many books I have on my bookshelves here. Um, but then it took me into another area, which is leadership. And since I already knew John Maxwell, I started on his books. You can see the 360 degree leader back there. Um, if you're watching this again on video, but those iterations, trial and error, tied to purpose, helped me stop comparing myself to other people. And now I would say at the point that I am in my life, I'm able to, last podcast I mentioned that I was, my position was eliminated from the company that I was working at previously. I'm able to look at that as an opportunity. And 
before I might have said, I'm unemployed. I don't have what I was trying to get. And my friend over here is the director of operations, whatever the case is, right? We've always been, we've, we've, we all have been in that situation where we compare somebody else's success to our failure, but we don't, we don't think about all the things that we've gone through to overcome where we are. And same thing with them. We don't, we don't think about them in that sense for the most part. Right. But in this situation, being able to understand who I am, what my purpose is, I'm able to not compare myself to other people. So I looked at it as, okay, I have IMEO, so I'm not necessarily unemployed. We have clients that we're working with and we're really helping them out, increase their profits and, and help them treat their people better and, and operate more effectively. Those apply to my purpose. I have started working on this podcast so I can deliver more information, hopefully more frequently to a larger audience. That's fulfilling my purpose. I have our business built to last online course that I haven't talked about yet, but that helps people who want to start a business, start their business with a step-by-step guide that I wish I knew or that I wish I had, right? That's fulfilling my purpose because we're starting at the very beginning of people starting their businesses and we can offer them advice on how to create a business that operates effectively and treats other appropriately. So I have all those things that are attached to my purpose and it helps me not compare myself to other people. Now, do I still have goals of success that go beyond where I am right now? Of course. <laughs> Why would I make this podcast if I didn't? And chances are, if you're listening to this, you have those same goals. So I want to end this podcast by saying, when you compare yourself to other people, you take focus off your purpose off what you are trying to achieve. And whenever you do that, you get distracted. And sometimes it can turn into a tornado of a feeling of downness where you're saying, I'm not where they are at the same age. I'm not where I want to be and they are. But we have to remember, now I know this kind of is contradictory, but we have to remember that there's other people who have done this. I mean, Oprah Winfrey didn't get her break until I think after like 26. Um, J.K. Rowling, before she had Harry Potter, she was homeless, living out of her car. Steve Harvey, same situation. He was living out of his car, but he was driven by his purpose. He didn't let the fact that he was homeless stop him from ever owning a home. Not that that's the goal, but he didn't let the feeling of being homeless and the, and the truthfulness of being homeless stop him. So to come full circle, to not compare yourself to anyone else, find your purpose. Reverse engineer that. 
and focus on the key actionable items that you have to do to become the person that you want to become. And the other aspect of it is to remember where you've come and where you're going. Because it's easy to say that you aren't where you, where you want to be. You're working towards that goal, but because you're not where you want to be, you get depressed, you get sad, you get angry. That's fine. You're not going to be happy 100% of the time, but don't lose focus that to get to where you want to go and to be who you want to become, the journey that you have to take to get there is helping you become that person. So make sure that you're focusing on your purpose and make sure that you're focusing on the enjoyment, the enjoyment of fulfilling that purpose. So thank you for listening to episode two. I have a feeling that this is longer than the the first one, but if you made it this far, thank you. And we will continue to the next episode. And until then, keep living and chasing success. Thank you.